This is a real-life, real-time business adventure. With two people from completely different worlds with a very big idea. Meet Steve. He's fresh from the corporate world, a seasoned technology and people leader who's jumped heart-first into the crazy world of being an entrepreneur. Then there's Emma, who's never been employed in her life. She spends most of her time proving the point that you can be a successful grown-up without taking yourself too seriously. Together, they're brave enough to believe they can disrupt the mindset of millions. Starting with nothing but a big vision, the rest they'll figure out as they go along. Ready, Ready, steady, shit! Welcome to episode two. In this episode, we explore what we're doing, why we're doing it, and who we'd like to reach with our message. So let's get started. <clears throat> Excuse me, I haven't done my vocal warm-up this morning. So... No, me neither. <laughs> so shall I start with just right off the bat, what is it that we intend to do we would we, we what is our would that help just to get the ball rolling I think it would help I'd also really like to hear a little bit about your why you know why has this come into your life for now because I can add my bit from my personal point of view and then that might help us to um validate the what but yeah go go with the what for now for sure and then and then we can okay. see where this intuition takes us the what is in my head so let me just get my no. I love my trusty clipboard here, which always, always gives me um, confidence when I'm trying to talk seriously. Um, the, the what we want to do. Well, I have been on a huge self development in 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 a journey into who I am and what makes me tick for the last four and a half years since I instigated my divorce. And um, that was definitely the pivotal moment for me having the space to really figure myself out because there was a lot of me that I lost in my marriage and in the world of of being a mum and worrying about what everyone else needed and keeping the equilibrium in the family situation. I lost a lot of sight of who the hell I was and I didn't really know what I liked or wanted or anything so I was very very sure and half of the reason for leaving was the feeling that it was a very scary thing to lose yourself in a relationship of any sort so having that that pivotal pivotal moment to starting to get my head into everything I could read everything all the audio one of my most I say my my earliest awakening moments was hearing an Abraham Hicks audio. I can't remember who even shared it with me. Have you listened to the Abraham Hicks stuff? And I've, I've certainly heard of his name. Yeah. And that I don't know. I don't even remember where I got it from. Who who shared it with me? Um, and if if it's anyone listening, thank you <laughs> for that because it was it was a big moment of a, a huge other. Um, layer of understanding about everything and from there then it opened into other things I found Joe Dispenser I found Mind Valley I found and that's probably where we started talking when I started sharing with your 
beautiful girl, Hannah, about um, the things I was discovering and the things that were blowing my mind on a weekly basis. So I'm now obviously four and a half years into that journey and it never stops. I don't think you're, you're never fully learnt. And the more boxes you open, I don't really like boxes, but the more kind of avenues and paths you go down, you realise there's so, so much more. And I think it just seems like everything gets more expansive the more you know. And you'd think like, well, the more you know, you start ticking off the boxes and then you're going to run out of things to know. But I think it's the reverse, especially in my experience, that the more I've found, the more I've seen there's more and there's more and it's endless. It really is a limitless world of um, exploration. So I can feel today how fundamentally different I am to the person I was five years ago trapped or trapped in the marriage situation and um and it's profound and it's and what I I now know the decisions I make aren't based on any external validation or it's purely knowing so clearly who I am and what I stand for and what I want to do and what I shouldn't be doing and the people I shouldn't be hanging around with and the people that I should and I can recognize the difference it's like dark and light in in and it and it means it has been a huge few years of eliminating people that were a very happy I thought part of my world but for whatever reason I needed to get to the other side and and be in a different place and whatever I've learned I started to feel like I wanted to share I wanted to give back whoa not my thing I wanted to um see more people feeling as free happy enlightened that's a bit of a knobby word but um just I was like this clarity this peace this it's almost like an inner tranquility I can't really put my finger on it but at the same time as feeling more tranquil than I've ever felt in my life. I'm even feeling more dynamic because I feel that that is just 100% alignment. And I can feel whenever I go out of that alignment because I certainly feel really, really off key. And I think I banged on about it quite a lot last week, but that's when I start catching myself on door handles and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not saying that I am now the guru of all things for a beautiful life, but I definitely feel that I've untapped and witnessed for myself. And also the people I have shared my learnings with on the way have also jumped on board and have also expanded their lives exponentially. So I want more people to feel this state. And I know how confusing it was for some of the mums in my school mum world when I'd be bouncing around literally happy in the mornings why are you so happy <laughs> sorry about that but it's not um it's not a fake smile I paint on I genuinely feel good and everybody has the ability within them to feel good I believe that feeling good is our given state and anything else is wrong so what blocks eliminations and things are in the way that are stopping you feeling good so the pub what I kind of started to think about we could create a place where some kind of mindset revolution, we could really draw in the most exciting original thinkers in the world who are today bringing the messages that just land right. And I know there's a lot of the same messages being delivered in different ways through different people and 
sometimes you it can take you a while to figure out that I, I kind of get that I've heard that said by somebody else but some people are so aligned with the message that they're delivering it just lands in a different way and it lands in such a profound way that it has a really powerful impactful effect on the person absorbing it so I'm obviously from a also a a live experience background I've created experiences for people so I thought if I can combine all of this learning all of this awareness that I now have seek out the most exciting original speakers in the world who are speaking on the stuff that matters and the stuff that people need to hear now bring them together in one place and create our own mindset revolution so that was the that's the, that's kind of where we're at at the moment creating this to one two-day experience here in Mallorca because Mallorca itself is a very healing and, and special place to be and also I think the people attending in the live event would feel different just being in the space that we'd create anyway before our brilliant speakers have even got on the stage so I've been excited about this and we've all, already got a virtual platform that I've been um, sponsored to attach so that not only will we be able to have our our live attendees in the room but we're also able to create a production version of the event that can be viewed virtually by people from all over the world and limitless numbers and I thought you know what I really think we're onto something and I said I've had I've spoken to a few people about coming on the team and and a couple of the people that originally I was talking to couldn't come in and then as we turned it from I need a really strong boy on this team, a boy on the board, and that's where you came in. So that is my what I see in my head, and I haven't, I don't sweat the small detail when I'm planning a vision. Um, I'm able to get myself quite excited by the potential of what I can see and feel, and how I want people to feel during the experience of being exposed to these mind-blowing, heart-expanding heart people that I want to see in that room. So that's my what! <sighs> that is amazing. Thanks for that, Emma. That's, um, yeah, it's really lovely to hear. Do you know what? Some of the things that you just said there were really felt in alignment with me. Um, I've been, I've started my own self-discovery journey. Um, it triggered the same sort of thing for me. And I think it was the same sort of time when we first started to um to talk very very early on and um I just wanted to say a little bit about my kind of why why did I jump in with two feet into this even though we had no real definition of what it was um a bit about me my my career um in technology has been great you know I've um when I left university and um, very conventional educational path um at the beginning of um 2001 I think it was I jumped straight into a technology job in the corporate world. And um, I really enjoyed, I knew that it was something that was really aligned to me because I find technology fascinating. I love to see how it can be used in different ways. And I just found it brilliant. Um, but quite quickly, I uh, moved into IT management, which was a completely different ball game because I then had to start managing people. And people are different to technology because People have emotions, they have ups and downs, they have self-doubt, they have inner drives, they have motivations, whereas technology just does what you tell it to do, you know? So it was a completely different ball game. And early in my career, I had masses of imposter syndrome. I was like, oh my God, 
what am I doing? I've made the wrong choice. You know, um, I don't know how to how to manage people. I don't know how to manage myself and other people because it was quite early on. Um, but I stuck with it, and li- I had little wins along the way. I had massive failures along the way as well. Um, but over eventually, after about maybe five, maybe sort of six or seven years, I actually relaxed. In the first part of my management career, I was going along the conventional training, which is you hear things in management training such as when you've got a team, you mustn't be their friends, you know, your people's friends, because some point in the future, you might need to discipline them. You might need to inspire them. And how are you going to be able to do that if you're friends with them? I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. there's a message of fear, right? And I, I, I took it on like a lot of people do. And I thought, oh, my God, that's right. I can't get too close to them because um how am I going to discipline and manage them? But actually what I found was that stopped me from turning up in alignment with myself. I wasn't being my authentic me. And therefore I wasn't really leading. I wasn't really giving them any sort of motivation or inspiration to turn up and be the best versions of themselves. Now, if you stop and think about that, that's the conventional training that people have in what I call leadership 1.0 or maybe leadership 2.0. That is the original leadership model. But when I turned about maybe in my early 30s, I relaxed and I kind of started to just turn up as my authentic self. And actually, some amazing friendships have come from um, from that approach to management and leadership. But crucially, I was able to actually start to give people in my charge the self-belief to, for them to actually have a go and really try it a little bit harder. And some of the success stories that I won't talk about today um, are amazing. Nothing lights me up more than seeing people achieve more than they thought was possible for themselves. And when people say to me, oh, Steve, thanks to your belief and thanks to your encouragement, I've, I've got to a point where I never thought I was, would be able to do it. That is the most amazing spine tingling feeling ever for me. And that, I guess, is what I want to bring to the world. And this is where the event is such a great alignment with, with the message I want to bring. I believe that as we enter this this next phase of, of human development, you know, technology is going growing at an exponential rate, and we're on the cusp of this new thing called Web 3.0, which I won't talk about. But it talks. There's a lot about lots more remote working and about the technology post pandemic. There's de- even this concept of decentralized autonomous organizations coming out of the of the crypto and, and blockchain world and. There is a different model of leadership needed for the new, for the next step in human evolution. And that's what I want to cultivate and bring out into the world. My leadership philosophy is one of trust, is one of authenticity, and is one of um, really believing more in your people than they believe in themselves. And if you can get that, that can really transform, I think, the corporate culture that I've just left. That is my why. That's what I want to bring to the table. This is that's beautiful, and you know, you really do light up when you talk about that. And there's a there's a different Steve that comes up then and grows into this hugely empowering leader figure. And I believe that there's so many there's so many components of ourselves combined with our why and combined with our what and combined with us and all the layers we have within us. If we hit it's that magic place, isn't it, in, in the middle of all of them. And if you can get in that magic spot, it does feel like you're working in an effortless way because everything you say lands differently. Everything, mm. everyone you talk to about what we're doing, is it's not forced. It doesn't, doesn't feel like a sale. It's such a genuine expression of 
wanting to make people feel better. And I've always wanted to make people feel better as long as I can remember. I used to play a game when I was a little girl and find the grumpiest person on the bus or the grumpiest person that I'd seen and I could make them smile. That's awesome. It's like, and, and I still have it now. If I see someone who's grumpy and a bit off key, I make it my job to make them leave with a smile. <laughs> I've got a dog party going on behind me here. <laughs> See about they want to join in. Getting very comfortable in my lovely cushions. Sorry. Emma, it's our first follower. Look at that. It's happening organically. (laughs) Our team behind me. Our team. Until they start barking for their walk, which um they'll be behaving themselves. But no, I genuinely that's that's a really simple thing. And I remember always and I have I'm very empathic. I think I, I can feel people's feelings. You know, like really strongly, I can feel if someone walks into a room, even if they've got a big smile on their face, if internally they're hurting or, or they're worried about something, and and it's quite off-putting. It's quite, I would say, um, it's quite heavy to feel people so much because not only are you dealing with all the stuff that you've got going on, but I can feel if you're not feeling good, and I could sense that you were feeling off-key this week, and. And it's a, it's a powerful thing. I think that's what enables me to be able to create experiences that are based on how are people going to feel in this environment. I can literally turn it up or down, calm things, get the excitement up. I'm an all-feeling thing. <laughs> so um, it, 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 I don't, I feel like, why should I just be bouncing around all happy? I want to share what I've learned and, and, and give other people tools and, and ways to, to bring themselves up. And whether they're burnt out corporates, they want to just um, live a little lighter and be a little brighter. And it's <laughs> a turn. I can feel a song coming on already. But I, I just want to make people feel good. Like, that's all. That's just amazing. Let's talk a little bit about the who that we want to um, attract to this summer, because I know we've spoken a bit about the burnt out corporates before, haven't we? Because I've certainly been in that space quite recently, um, and I've taken this big scary jump off the corporate the corporate train. What other types of people are we going to try and not try? Do we want to invite Reach to our amazing to. ones? What, who do we want to be playing with here? So. I think you've got a lot of you've got um, a lot of conflicting messages in the world because you've got, um, from what I can see, there's a lot of self development junkies out there in the nicest possible way. People who were obsessed with buying every book, listening to every podcast, quoting the quotes, saying the stuff. But I also think there's a big um, a lot of people who aren't really applying it because it takes a different level of commitment to not only pick up a book but actually make changes and 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 I think you you can be influenced by reading all day every day but whether you make the conscious decision to change parts of your life it's hard work to make changes because we're all so busy doing so many things and world weeks go faster and faster so many commitments and obligations that making changes feels quite exhausting to actually so I think that we can talk talk to those people who are really really hungry to make changes in themselves and they could be coming from anything I mean I've seen even going through the 
my parenting experience being a mother, there's so many mothers who really do lose themselves to their children. And um, that's fair enough. And they choose to, it's, it's sometimes a, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to really go be mum full out 100%. Yeah. But when the children are no longer needing you in the same way, what, what happens to the mums then? Where, what do they do? Um, and I think totally. we're not talking specifically to any industry. We're talking to, I'm saying, they say if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to nobody. But I generally feel that we're talking to the people who would like to feel better, who would like, who would like to feel more purpose, more, more, more awake, more alive in their life. One people who want to find what their inner superhero is and, and bring that out to play. I believe we're all put on this world with something unique and special. There's a reason why we all have unique fingertips. There's not one person in the world who has exactly the same markings as you. So that, if you take keep that in mind, and what is the special thing that you are here to do? And... So yeah. we're talking quite broadly in a, in a sense of, do you, do you want to play bigger, brighter? People have got to want it because the most exhausting thing is talking to people. And I've known people that I've kind of wanted to share information with and they haven't necessarily been ready to take action or, or really listen. And people need to be in the space where they'd like to see some change in their life. And it all starts with that shift in the mindset and the attitude hmm. there's also the people need support to make changes in with the big things in life right such as changing a relationship changing a job changing mindsets is probably the hardest thing to do in fact i was just reading an article yesterday about how um there was a study i'll i'll, I'll send a link to you because you might find it interesting it was um some sort of study to talk about when people have a big change that they're considering making in, a, in that sort of category, it's actually, there's a lot of resistance to it. This, that we're predisposed to the status quo. We tend to just stick to what we know, even though that, but the study seems to, to um, indicate that people who do make the leap, people who do make the change, actually end up happier overall. So there's some, there's some data to suggest that making that change no matter how scary or whatever it is, is actually the right thing to do on the whole to, to lead towards happiness. Um, but of course, if, if we are, if our status quo is to not make that change, we need support, right? And I think that's one of the things that this mindset revolution can bring people, people who feel like they want to make the change, they're hungry to make the change, but actually they're scared to, and they're thinking, shit, I can't do that. You know, I've, I've, um, I can't leave my job because this is all I've ever known. They need support to make that shift. And this is this is something that I haven't really mentioned today in my what, but as as far as this being, it's not just a two-day event once a year. I want to create a online community that we are supporting through the journey. I want them to have a place to go to continue the growth, to continue what what we're aiming to do to be able to connect with the incredible thought leaders, these original speakers that we're going to be bringing in. So there'll be seminars, they will be um, opportunities for one-on-one -on -one mentoring, for example, with these people. I want to really create a safe space where people can feel like they can step into this 
long process of, of growth and and development and 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 obviously make connections. There'll be a lot of like minded connections within within this of people on the same journey. So it's far more than just being. And I think that's where the thought of the podcast, because it's all very well going and doing a fabulous weekender or a two day event and and blowing your mind with all of the amazing new ideas, but then you get back to real life very quickly and your day-to-day world gets takes priority. And slowly, if you're not reinforcing those messages, they'll get forgotten. So I want to find a way, along with you, with some kind of tech thing, whatever that looks like. I'm really not techie, but I understand the benefits and I know that this is how we're engaging with our information on a daily basis. So that's why you are such a relevant part in this process because I know what I want to make people feel. I want I know what I want to give them to hold on to. I I know how I want them to engage with these things. I want them I want it to, this tech platform to make them feel a certain way, a really safe space where they can go. I want a lot of content to be given for free because I don't want this to feel overly salesy. I want people to feel really comfortable. Mm, definitely. Now that lines up to my authenticity that, that I'm so passionate about is to bring the, we're not trying to manipulate. We're just trying to support and trying to help and trying to transform, help people to transform their own lives. Actually, That's, that's beautiful. Really nice line. We need to, we need to, it is. And it's, transformation that we've both experienced on a personal level in our own in our own journeys and still are and 100%. I'm already learning so much more so much with what we're even going through and it feels hairy and and I think this is this is just our very second ever podcast and look how we've landed already since we started that very first one <laughs> like, oh my god <laughs> really <laughs> Well, this is this is why I wanted to share how we get from A to B, because one of the things I was writing this morning, because I didn't know, actually didn't know what the topic was today. Um, I started writing about dreams and visions and what's the difference between people who do the big things and those who don't. And this is something that I know I'm a massive visualizer. And I I was taught to visualize when I was about six years old and I was a gymnast training in competition gymnastics. And they used to make us sit down on the mats with our eyes closed and visualize our bar routine or our beam routine, whatever we were going to do. And we'd literally close our eyes and see ourselves doing it perfectly. And then we'd get up and more often than not, it would work. So I learned, I was taught the power of visualization from a little tiny wee thing in a leotard. So for me, it's the most natural thing in the world to visualize. Oh my God, the idea pops in. Imagine if we could harness all that we've learned and all the amazing speakers that are, that are sharing oh, such sexy information in the world today and bring it into one place and the people we really strongly resonate with. And... um oh, just feel the energy of, of what that room is going to feel like. It's going to be on fire in a really good way. 
I'm getting super excited. My, my head, my, I'm tingling with excitement. And this is what you call joyful anticipation. And this is a bit of a word that I use a lot now because it's generally the state that I'm probably in most of the time. And it doesn't mean everything's perfect right now. There's a whole lot of stuff to do, but we're not getting, allowing ourselves to feel exhausted by the weight of what we need to do and what we haven't yet figured out. We're holding on because that feeling of joyful anticipation pulls you through the messy stuff, through the the wobbles, the ups and downs, the imposter syndrome moments. And I've seen it time and time again that holding on to that it's like people find it hard to believe that you can be excited about something that can be so loose but we really have the ability to do this and I do think from years of doing it that it's it's the winning formula I agree I think also with joyful anticipation coupled with a big vision through the visualization process it helps you stay motivated when you're doing the more mundane or the things that are boring and they will become boring at some point or another during any sort of creation if you haven't got that vision or the joyful anticipation that's probably when most people quit or it, that's part of the part of the mechanism exactly. you know? and that actually creates this shining star this this all purpose this this drive and we and we're not saying here we've got all the answers all we're saying is we've not we've cool. d- dived deep and we've applied a lot of what we've learned and experienced to our own lives and we've seen incredible results and we've seen how game-changing it is and I am such a different person to the person that was in that marriage five years ago and and that I'm even a different person than I was a year ago I didn't know what I was going to do next I just and this is the thing and I I know that by leaning into this really strong vision that we have and with your strategy and your immense tech awareness and you are obviously very much more trained in a corporate way than me which corporates do have a history of getting things done um and but to be fair i i do in my own way but it might seem a bit more topsy-turvy than than maybe your usual approach but this is why I want you to kick my ass on really hammering out a strategy and a plan. So I feel in okay. very safe hands with you, Steve. Thank you for this is everything. Oh, thank you. That's thank you for saying that. This is it's like it feels like we've got a yin and a yang kind of really building here. You know, this could be this could be something truly, truly special. Um, and I've got one other final part of why that I'd just like to sort of bring in. Um, for me personally, and it's my son, my amazing son, Isaac. He's 13 years old now. And I believe with leadership, you can't talk about leadership without actually doing it. You know, um, it's all one well good saying, yeah, I've got some ideas on how leadership should evolve for the future. But unless I'm actually doing it myself, where's my credibility? And with parenting, I think the best, the best model of parenting that I've come up with I've come across in, in my um, 13 years as a, as a dad is leading by example. We're not parents, we're guides. Yeah. We're guides to these people that we don't own. Yeah. We, we just, we have got a relationship with them while as they unfold into this magical adult of their own, of their own uniqueness um, with their own fingerprints and markings. And so if I don't live 
my life in alignment and really step out into the scary world and start to really live my life in this way, then how can I preach to Isaac about, you know, really, really sort of living into his passion, really doing what, what makes him light up and really living a life of alignment. So I think I've got to do it. And that's another part of my why. That's, that's huge. And I think a lot of people listening will relate to that as well. And I, I, I don't think you can say any more than that. And you really are stepping into such a, I'm very, very, very proud of you, what you're, your ability to step in and up and and please still keep holding on to that belief and have you written that down that statement that you just said because I have been sure, past yeah because I, I, need to, I, need to, I need to tighten up a little bit perhaps but yeah 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 because I think it's by reminding ourselves daily because we're thrown so many curveballs on a on a daily basis on an hourly basis but you get an email pop in you get some obligation something you need to pay and 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 life can be chaotic if we don't stay grounded and and on our what and on our why. And um, I think it's so important when you you know you put your finger on what it is that's driving you to do something, to make it. You almost need a framed statement of that on your desk, so you're re re reminding yourself every single day. That's a lovely idea. That's a lovely idea. I'm going to make it my wallpaper on my on my phone, on my desktop, so it's just there all the time. And it sounds silly, but it's the reinforcement of these these messages. And we know everyone talks about the why and the what and, and, and all the rest of it and what's your purpose. And it's if having enough purpose, it'll drive you to do the bigger stuff. But we need the little little tips and the little hooks to keep us on that in that place. And and it's a daily reinforcement, it's a daily habit of staying in that good place and I have my wobbles and my days when I get caught on the door handles and or I, I feel a bit ma or just want to just sleep a lot or not but then we don't we don't have to be one million percent every day either I think we need to be kinder to ourselves and that's one of my biggest things that I'm learning is to be kind to the ebbs and the flows and and we're not high energy the whole time we're not high productive the whole time and learning our own rhythms and so as well I don't want to sound like some psycho motivational person who's like on a routine every single day because that's genuinely not the case but more often than not the routine will lead me through the rhythm so I'd like to I'd like to finish with that darling yeah yeah perfect well that's been a a beautiful conversation and just like last week Emma I feel more energized than when I started more excited more motivated it was more everything so thank you what a gift what a gift you are to me hey, you're my gift darling you're my gift happy Saturday happy Saturday bye bye You've been listening to Emma Boardman and Steve Maxwell on the Ready Steady Shit podcast. By sharing our journey, we want to show that anyone, including you, can achieve their dreams. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of Ready, Ready Steady, steady Shit. shit.